Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. I do. I'm sorry. Was it a option? Do I remember not to tell you earlier? And welcome back to Flower Politic Podcast. It's the 14th of January, year of our Lord 2024. And wow, what an opener. We got a Making Kids Uncomfortable, a very funny track for senior living. And the intro is everything we need to know about the media. Nobody even covered that. That wasn't even a big deal. That is fucking horrible. That is fucking horrible. And once again, if you just stumbled across this, yeah, I ain't a mega. I ain't a lefty, I ain't a righty. I'm in Italy. And I think both parties blow ass. But that shit, holy crap. Joking about a suicide of a president. They won't even get fired. Because <laughs> they all think that. And you have that, and then you have... The show today is going to be a quickie with some woke because I got to do a music review one too but you have them talking about killing a president followed by well no it's really Trump with a machine gun mouth I want to assure people Chris Keis is competent counsel when left to his own devices right I, I want to go back to something yeah. that, that you said Sue which is again this has already been determined right the, the, yeah. the, the question really here is what the penalty is and how much damage that does or doesn't do to Trump and his brand. Right, that's really what we're talking about and that's really why Donald Trump is so upset because most of this, there's a few um, points that have not been settled but most of it has been and the Attorney General was initially looking at penalties of around 250 million. That's now gone up to 370 million and it's gonna come in somewhere around there 
And it's going to be very painful for Donald Trump. We know from both the analysis that the Attorney General has done of his finances and also the New York Times obtained 20-some years of his taxes. I was part of that group. We looked at it. his finances. He doesn't have that sort of cash on hand. And there's a monitor that will be going, is already over his business. And part of the reason that monitor is there is to make sure there isn't a sale of assets in New York because he may eventually have to sell one or two of his major assets in this state just to pay that penalty. I mean, it's a big deal. We're, we're going to be looking, I think, years out. Who knows really how long, but a long time out because mm -hmm. it's going to go up to appeals. But that's the reality for him, and that is why he is so angry. There is so much at stake for him and for his children. It's their inheritance. Um, and his, just his ability to do business in New York will also be um, affected. He may essentially be run out of New York. I mean, it's not just the financial penalty. They're seeking to bar officers of the company and him from doing business. It's a, it's a huge deal for him. So, Harry, given all of that context from Sue, as you well know, Trump's finances, they've been a so-called red line for him, going all the way back to Robert Mueller's investigation. If these rulings, if they do in fact have a profound effect, as Sue just outlined on Trump's finances, are you worried about retribution should he win in 2024? Do you think he would target people like Judge Ngoron out of a sense of revenge? There's no one he won't target out of a sense of revenge. Just think of a guy with a with a machine gun spraying everyone. But that that comes with the territory. I I, I agree, by the way, with everything that Sue and Lisa said. But one point to add on the, the, the last point that Sue said we can really amplify because the proposed penalties include that he, Trump, be barred permanently from any job in the real estate industry. You know, he can't even send out a flyer. And he couldn't be an officer or director in in any company. He can't sell his stakes in New York. How can it be both? Anybody? Yeah. And we have the Lloyd Austin. The question about that operation, maybe you don't know the answer to this, but obviously this is all taking place in the backdrop of what was happening with Lloyd Austin, gone for three days, unexplained absence, in the hospital, clearly sidelined. Uh, did that affect the timing of this? There's been a lot of criticism from some factions. Other factions say they shouldn't have done it without authorization from Congress, but some factions say you waited too long. You, deterrence was clearly not working. We should have hit quicker. Was the Austin situation at all a factor in why it took this long? I don't think so, Sam. I, 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 I think the Austin situation is its own set of problems. Uh, what he did wasn't a capital crime. It no. clearly, was, clearly was a mistake, and he understands that. The discussions between the United States and Britain about it, just what to do have been continuous over the last two weeks. It's the, it's, uh CENTCOM would pick targets. It's, not, it's something he would approve, but it would, right. he wouldn't be in the weeds on Because the reports it. were yeah. that he was approving it from the hospital bed. Well, sure, day, but, yeah. but he wasn't planning it no. from the hospital bed. I, that, I think that, signed off on it from the hospital bed would, would be, be right yes. by the right <laughs> phrase. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I've just got to ask, how, how does the, the general, how does the secretary survive this? Well, uh, I don't see him being fired. Um, Why not? Because uh, Joe Biden likes him and, and basically trusts him. Would any other Secretary of Defense survive this? Um, he went AWOL for three, four days. He's in the nuclear he, chain of command. 
so the problem at the Pentagon in terms of lack of communication didn't begin with the hospitalization of Lloyd Austin. It's been a continuous problem to this administration. He is not a communicator. He is, he is a, a person who's really allergic to talking to the media. And something like what but happened. But shouldn't somebody in the Mr. President, he's going to be so uh, as long, uh, as, you out had, as, long as you had General Mark Milley as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, nobody worried about the Pentagon not communicating <laughs> enough. I mean, that was not a problem. <laughs> General uh, Milley was out uh, there, uh, uh, but with the the new chairman's successor, C.Q. Right. Brown, a very reticent, good officer, but but very restrained. You've got a, a top team at the Pentagon that just doesn't communicate, and that's okay. a problem. So but I don't he, see. Should he be? Should he be? Should he leave? Fired or resign? Is this a, a sufficient? offense and obviously as you say at least a mistake that he should leave it, it is a violation of, of procedures it's it's in character for the way he ran the Pentagon this should have been addressed in terms of his broad communications long ago before you got to this I just can't imagine uh, in election year that that he would be dumped now I, I think it'd be also, more he's, trouble than it's he's, worth Please. The most amazing thing to me was he talked with Biden uh, on Saturday in one-on-one -on -one conversation, did not reveal the cancer diagnosis during that conversation. Yeah. Uh, so clearly an absence of communication here. And I'm, I mean, the Inspector General report that was just launched by the DOD will answer these questions, but it's fascinating to think that you would not report something of that. It's a real problem. Chain. It's a real problem. Next for your listening pleasure is a montage of Trump's lawyers look like idiots, Ed O'Keefe, Scolds DeSantis for saying illegal immigrants. I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to call them anymore. I'm really kind of confused. I'm in poor. The case for genocide in Israel is already made. You know, um, Chris Matthews, uh, so many people have been numbed by the madness of Big Don, Donald. Um, mm -hmm. that, that when he says that Abraham Lincoln blew it in the Civil War and he should have negotiated with slaveholders. Yeah. It just goes past. I mean, seriously, Nikki Haley said something inane, insane about the Civil War and we, we're still hearing about it. We're still reading about it. Donald Trump attacks Abraham Lincoln, says that he screwed up by not caving to the slaveholders and it just sort of floats by. Yep. He says mad, crazy things every day and the media for some reason so numbed by it, they don't sit there and emphasize it. Here yesterday, I'm sorry, here's another moment where we just yes. have to stop. Yes. The music has to stop and people need to focus. They're, they, they had their great nuts and crunch berries last hour, so they're listening <laughs> to us in this hour, Chris. So let's just say it, they heard it. Donald Trump's attorney just argued in court that Donald Trump could assassinate a political rival on orders from SEAL Team 6, that he gave to SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival and his president of the United States, unless Mike Johnson's Congress impeached him, he would have immunity from prosecution for political assassinations of American rivals. That's what Donald Trump admitted in court. 
Yeah, it depends on the context. I mean, it was outrageous. And I have to tell you, I grew up in the Cold War, a little older than you, Joe. And I have to tell you, when we grew up in the Cold War, we wondered how far could Soviet dictators go with their authority? How many people could they knock off in the back room? And up through Stalin, certainly, and maybe Bulgarian, maybe Khrushchev, we figured they had the power to kill their enemies, get rid of them. We thought that was what a dictator was. That's what they're describing as the presidential authority under their, their reading of the Constitution, the ability to knock off opponents. And this is a real problem because those people who raided the Capitol on, on January 6th, 700 of them have pled already. 200 of them have pled the felony cases. They're going to prison for 18 to 20 years. They're going in for real time. Mm -hmm. And all those people are going to be punished in the real world that Biden, that Trump doesn't live in, the real world. They're going to jail. And they're paying for listening to his lies. When he said, I won the election, he lied. He sent them up there with the lie. And that's why they're in jail. And they're going to jail. And this is a reality. And Trump's out there hanging onto that last shred, this immunity thing, this thing that he thinks will save him. You know, like the guy hanging from the uh, Statue of Liberty and his coat's falling apart because he's trying to hang on, you know? He's not going to win. He's going to lose that case because the, the appellate court, we could hear them thinking yesterday in that trial. You could hear them talking with their incredibility, uh, incredulousness. This is a serious problem, and he looked like an idiot. And those lawyers look like idiots. How could they possibly explain the Amer accept the American people to ex accept the fact that our presidents are literally dictators that can knock off their opponents at will in the back room? It, it was astoundingly stupid. You know, it was astoundingly stupid, and they sounded like idiots, but, Willie, the headline here is Donald Trump believes. Mm -hmm. And he admitted it in court yesterday through his attorneys that he can assassinate political rivals. Uh, he can make those orders to seal Team 6, assassinate political rivals, and have immunity from it, just like he believes that he can assassinate generals who... Who, who are not sufficiently loyal, just like he believes he can terminate the Constitution in his words, just like he believes that he can shut down news outlets that are insufficiently loyal to him. These are all things he has said, he yeah. continues to say, and I can't believe it, but yesterday he took it to a new level saying that he could order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate political rivals and be immune from criminal prosecution in the United States of America. Yeah, I was thinking the same. The comment a couple of months ago about the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, when he suggested that he should be killed for treason. Treason was his carrying out of his duties as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs around the 2020 election and after January 6th. He also, let's not forget, encouraged and did not dis... In Iowa, a top issue of concern for Republican voters is the future of immigration and border security. Yeah, the border is a big issue. Open border is not a good thing. Candidates speak about it frequently. The border is a disaster, the worst border in history. And offer solutions. Instead of catch and release, we're going to go to catch and deport. But some use terms that vilify undocumented immigrants. We have a program to transport illegal aliens to sanctuary jurisdictions. Nationwide, Americans are increasingly concerned about the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border. Nearly half say it's a crisis. The issue is a long-standing concern for Republicans, but there's increased worry among Democrats and independents. The reality here is that Iowa's three million residents are overwhelmingly white, and the state's strong economy 
needs immigrant labor. Iowans, especially here, would have a very difficult time having anything to eat at dinner time without immigrants because immigrants are the ones who process the meat, who uh, farm the fields, who uh, but, you know, there's a deputy speaker of their parliament, the Knesset, who said, uh, now we all have one common goal, erasing the Gaza Strip from the face of the earth. That's pretty conclusive language. Well, there have been absolutely outrageous uh, statements by numerous uh, Israeli politicians uh, calling this Nakba 2, uh, many talking about forced displacement about Palestinians outside of Gaza, uh, equating every uh, Palestinian uh, with Hamas. Uh, but again, uh, there's a difference between citing individual uh, members. I mean, members of Congress uh, sometimes make outrageous statements. Uh, so a distinction between that uh, and the actions of the government of Israel and the intent of the government of Israel. I, I assume that will be a lot of what the case is about and what judges will look at. So let me ask you, because you represent the United States, you've just come from the region, the U.S. is Israel's closest, closest ally, but clearly it's causing ructions, as I mentioned, for the Biden administration, even within his own party, the Democrats, your own party. Do you believe the administration has enough leverage, because it keeps sending the Secretary of State and other officials to try to rein in the Israeli counteroffensive, to stop the carpet bombing and to be more targeted, to avoid the mass killings in Gaza? Well, Christian, I, I do believe that the Biden administration could exercise U.S. leverage uh, more effectively. Uh, they have succeeded in getting the Netanyahu government to make some very small uh, changes uh, in their conduct, uh, but not nearly enough to ch achieve Secretary Blinken's goal and President Biden's goal of uh, dramatically reducing the number of civilian casualties. Uh, we're now up to over 22,000 people dead, two-thirds of them women and children, and not enough uh, leverage to get the kind of humanitarian assistance into Gaza that's needed to address a desperate situation that's getting worse. So uh, I believe the Biden administration could and So let's talk a few things about um, what we've done. Well, we did an attack on another country and nobody really seemed to care about it. Once again, I'm only going with what we do for other presidencies yet we don't seem to care. It's like, it's okay. You know, one of the things that I think is, is so telling, um, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to be a, a hypocrite. Um, you know, I, many times I have voted just because just you got to pick somebody, right? I mean, you don't, you don't have a choice. Um, and I'm not happy about it. But here's Charlemagne the God, and, you know, this is the backdrop of what we would have said with Trump. I hit the button by accident. I'm not TikToking. This is fucked up. I want to just ask you, Charlemagne. I mean, you made some waves in a recent interview saying that you regret endorsing Joe Biden. Why? It's not that I regret endorsing uh, Joe Biden. It's just that, you know, I think that we all can get burned, you know, by politicians. Because when I say endorsing, like, you know, I put my, 
name and my reputation on the line with my listeners. And when my listeners feel like he didn't deliver, they come back to me and they say, hey, man, you're the one who told us to vote for, uh, you know, Joe Biden. You're the one who told us to vote for Kamala Harris. So, you know, I care about my listeners and what my listeners think. But I do want to say that, you know, I, I think President Biden historically has been a, a lack of lack of a better word, a shitty elected official. But, you know, Donald Trump is the end of democracy as we know it. So you'd vote for Biden again? I'm not saying either or, but I think, you know, since y'all ask answers, because that's what y'all do on, on CNN, <laughs> you like to ask answers, like you ask, well, I mean, what, what I say is you, you ask uh, is, is, is if, if Donald Trump was black, you know, would he get locked up? You know the answer to that. But I mean, right? I don't so, know the So you are going to vote for Joe Biden? I think it's simple and plain. Like, you know, if, yeah. if you... Um, Donald Trump is the end of democracy as we know it. I don't mean I don't know I don't know what to tell people. And I know it sounds when you say that now in 2024, you've heard it so much because every time you know there's a Republican candidate, people say, "Oh, it's the end of democracy." You know, uh, you know, uh, he's the people say go so far as to say, "Oh, he's the Antichrist." Like, but this is one of those times where you know it really actually. The issue is, and I know I'm playing a lot of sound bites because I just want to do a sound bite montage because we're going under woke, but you know he's bad, right? I mean, you know he's not good. He, he's not even healthy. Right now, we have such a recruiting problem. We can't even get white people to join the army. And I know that sounds racist and shit, but folks, um, that's who's in the army. That that's who is in the army. We we have seventy percent white people. It, it's led by a guy who doesn't even talk. He's dying of cancer, man. I mean, he had he's in a bad way. This is all lies right now. We have a court case that. Oh, I I didn't take this one. Sorry. Showed forty four percent of likely U.S. voters approved President Biden's job performance. Fifty five percent he sucks. We have a court case that people believe he did fuck shit up. You have a president saying 55% of the biggest companies paid zero in federal income taxes. He's still playing the same cards that we've been playing since Obama. You've been in charge the whole time. Why haven't you fixed it? They showed me a, flip of tr- tr- a clip of Trump saying he wanted the economy to crash. What the fuck did you guys do? You literally insured the economy crashed. You insured it with COVID. We all watched you do it. We're not stupid. I can't get the soundbite, but we kicked kids out of schools and went remote so we could put illegals in them. But that's what we did. I'm, I'm just saying, but he's okay. We're still gonna vote for him. And we're running on a platform that all the journalists and gays are going to go to prison camps. So says Whoopi. I'm going to be on day one. I'm going to be a dictator who says it to you, tells you. I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. (laughs) If that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. If that's not not the country you want, you have to make a decision. Somebody says, when did he say he was going to move y'all around and disappear you? Right. While Biden is the one who recently commanded that journalists come to his home so he can tell them exactly how to report on him. 
How about the fact that he bragged that he gave people 840 years in prison? I mean, think about that. We're censoring the art deal that his, his own attorney got it all. And your entire platform, this is right out of the Biden campaign advisor Malcolm Kinetta's mouth. This is their whole platform for 2024. You know, you've seen it in the messaging that you've uh, seen for a long time from the president, really going back to his first campaign, where he's talking about the threat to our democracy. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason you see the president honing in there is because this next election is literally about whether or not we have elections in the United States. So that's it. That's the whole platform. We need to vote for him because if not, we're going to lose democracy, which is the same thing we said in 2020 and 2016, 2012, 2008, since 2000. It's a lame argument. That's all you have. So we're going to go into a lighter fare. Uh, Then we're going to come into a woke. The first thing we're going to cover is Dan Lanning's Badass video, I'm not leaving for Alabama. A guy jumping into the, you've probably already seen it, the Bass Pro fucking tank. What the fuck? And Matt in Oregon, War Pigs. Uh, we're doing a music one, but I'm going to put this on this one. We're coming to the uh, My brain just fucking totally, you see that? Just grinded to a halt. (laughs) Woke. It's an air traffic controller lecturing somebody. Just doesn't seem like it's appropriate. Four. Who has goals and aspirations? Raise your hand up. All right, everybody got goals and aspirations. You know how you get those? You be the best where you're at. That's how you reach goals and aspirations. That's how great things happen. It's not about worrying about the next thing. It's about worrying what's right in front of you, six inches right in front of your face. I want to remind you guys what that means. You guys that just got here don't know them, right? But it means something to be an organ done. Everybody makes what? They all, they all make commitments to things that they're going to do. A lot of starters. The world doesn't have a lot of what? Finishers. We're finishers. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This place has everything that I could possibly ever want. There's a little bit of a problem in society today with people looking for what's next and where where there's an opportunity. And the reality is, you know, the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green in Eugene. Do you think? Oh, 
this world starts turning As the war machine keeps burning No more pigs have the power Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it. His administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. For a short approach, if you're going to do a power off 180, that's my point. Well, okay, I will remember that from now on, no problem. Yeah, when you ask for a short approach, I expect you to turn your base to beam the numbers.
Uh, this will be a full stop for 6-5 Charlie, and uh, maybe we need to talk about that some more because you're the first controller in 15 years that's ever said that. Well, I'm just, you know, I, I, if you ask for a short approach, a short approach is when you turn your base, I mean the numbers. If I know you're a student asking for a short approach, I know you're out there practicing and you probably will extend. But if you're doing something other than a short approach, don't ask for a short approach. Well, I will definitely look up the definition of short approach because I've never seen where it says you turn base of beam the numbers because I don't see how you could possibly do that. Well, I Googled it, actually. I Googled short approach, and it said to turn your base a beam or before the numbers, and you will land probably touchdown around midfield. Okay. Well, then uh, I apologize for requesting the wrong thing because uh, everywhere else, short approach means power off 180, but uh, that's definitely not what it means here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've worked at different airports. I don't know. But just ask. We start with this. This is an Air Force pilot. She's going for Miss America, and I think it's, like, super cute. Um, good for her. Pretty young lady. I went to her Instagram. Very pretty. World, ah, uh, we got the global risk from WEF. The number one thing is disinformation. That's the number one thing. If the so-called experts believe that misinformation is a bigger problem than war, perhaps the world leaders should not trust those particular people that much. There's 40 major uh, elections across the world this year, and they don't want people to have access to real information. That's what it's about. Everybody's under elections. There's so many fucking elections. Then we have what's happening inside a lot of blue states. They don't understand that people are fucking done. with. They just can't have safe areas to have businesses. So Safeway's pulling out someplace in San Francisco and for the love of God and everything fucking holy, here's a fucking politician that it's uh, food justice? What the fuck is next? I'm here to speak about the closing of Safeway. I was deeply um, angered to hear about the sudden closure because it is not only unconscionable, it is cruel, it is mean, it is disheartening to think that we have to come here in 2024 to defend food, um, food justice. It is completely, when you look at the demographic of the people who live around that Safeway, it is a lot of seniors. Where are they supposed to shop? Where are they supposed to go? It is not only a grocery store, it is a pharmacy. It is a bank. And when I heard them reference that. We have a lot of uh, anti-Christianity shit because it's big. It's election time. White Christian females will be the reason why somebody didn't win or some shit. There's always goddamn reason. This is that Joy Carol Joyce, Joyce Carol Oates. The Bible, as you call it, is a work of fiction or rather an anthology of fictions. It is not the Bible for much of the world's population. And those who claim it as their own select their verses that appeal to them while ignoring other verses. Fertile ground for heh hypocrisy. I couldn't care less about your opinion as expressed here, but I'll pray for you. Carol, uh, Joyce Carol Oates, as you call her, is not a serious thinker, but a, pat a pastic of currently popular prejudices. And it's so true, because that's what it's about. The next one we have is a woman, Samantha D. A threat of women being told by pro-choicers that they should abort their babies even when they didn't want to. Starting off strong with people telling women she should get an ex abortion because 
her baby has Down syndrome. Super common. Another super common one, teens who get pregnant are very often told they should abort even when they don't want to by pro-choicers. More women sharing their stories. It's a great thread. I'm going to play three. What's up, G-Way? In the cut with my twin, we be vibing. Classy bitch, but they know I be outside with She was tired because she was brought into a world where family was really blood. Does she know how proud I am she was created? You know, I made it pretty evident on this show. I, I don't fucking care. It's your life. But we, we have so much birth control. You can... Which is really interesting. Well, we're on a different subject. I clicked on a fucking advertisement on Instagram. and I've just been getting hammered by all these other advertisements. One was about vets and low testosterone. And I am so bad on the human body. It's, it's depressing how fucking ignorant I am on things. That at my age, I'm still making sperm. Like we make sperm until we die. Which I, I didn't know that. Even though I'm gastrectomy, I, I still, you know, I, I could do in vitro. If I, me and my wife were still able to do that. Um, but long story short, that a woman is born with one to two million eggs. So when she's born as a baby, she has all the eggs she's going to have. And by the time she's 30, she has 79,000 eggs because she's already sent that many out since she started her period. And then they have menopause. I did not know that. A lot of things I don't know, but that's another one I don't know. Here's another uh, one. When you think about it, wasn't Mary basically a surrogate? Jill Fibbethica. Fibbethuck. Fibbethuckafuck. Um, I have been bitching for years because we've had so many different conflicts with Obama and now Biden, and, and, and we never see the, the, the anti-war people like Code Pink came out for a while. I freaked out about it because, you know, you don't see Code Pink anymore. But, uh, yeah, there were protests about hitting you. A soundbite, just to have a soundbite. Oh, wait a minute. Let's do this one first. That's little Nos. He's doing a whole Jesus and uh, making... Uh, it, it was so sacrilegious. He did a video with the upside-down crucifix, and yeah, he's not a good guy. This is uh, Scarborough, um, even though I like Old Town Road. It's a good song. Mocks federal courts in Fly Over Space. So you know I have to cover that because I'm Fly Over Politics. 
Yeah. Oh, oh look, yeah. Mika. What? Mika. And Willie. What? Donald Trump's attorney yeah. said yesterday, if, if people were, you know, chewing the grape nuts, and, yeah. you know, and they're like, you, you hear that more than you hear anything else. Yeah. You can't, hard to hear conversation next to you. But go let, on. Let alone, let alone our Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. And they're chewing Crunch it. And, they're, and they think that they misheard. I just want to slow everything down. Finish, finish chewing the Crunch Berries. They're really mm. good. I love them. All right. So, so now that we've got your attention, Willie. Yeah. Donald Trump's attorney said that mm -hmm. Donald Trump, and Donald Trump believes this actually, that he could get SEAL Team 6 to assassinate somebody for him. And he would be immune from criminal prosecution. That's what he said. That's where we are. And actually the chilling thing is that's not just a bumbling attorney. That's what Donald Trump believes. The argument they were advancing is that the only way a former president could be charged, the only way he would not have immunity, is if he were impeached in the House and convicted in the Senate. That's just not right as a matter of law. I understand that Mitch McConnell and others said different things during mm -hmm. the impeachment proceeding, perhaps simply to push the impeachment proceeding off. It worked then, but this isn't going to work now. I would be shocked, Willie, and I'm not really in the business of making predictions. I would be shocked if the Court of Appeals, or even the Supreme Court ultimately, accepted this argument at face value and found that the president was actually immune from prosecution under the terms that his lawyer set out. It doesn't add up. Yeah, George Conway, uh, <laughs> where, do, where does this end? Do you think, uh, as Chuck believes, that, that this argument is so preposterous uh, that Donald Trump's lawyers aren't going to be able to delay by getting the entire D.C. Circuit to listen, getting the Supreme Court to mull over it. Uh, is this something that they just sort of brush away, again, because it's such a laughable argument? Also, it's the D.C. Circuit. I mean, this isn't, this isn't some random circuit out in flyovers. God, it's so tiring. It's like a repeat, man. It's been the same shit. They, I don't know how you watch shit like that. Like, you know, I used to be into cable news and I watched it all the time. And I would rotate. I'd watch Fox, MSNBC, CNN, PBS, and I'd rotate on the road. That, that's what I did. So I had, like, everybody's bullshit. But how do you watch the same shit over and over? It's the same goddamn thing. It's like Trump's devil. Got it. So here's a couple quickies. One's a... Uh, Old, you know, it's uh, an airline's doing the whole LGBT thing. And then an African-American saying, white people are garbage, so I charge them more. Not racist, though. I am Eloise. I am six. Gay? <laughs> gay! 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 When I say gay, you say gay, gay! Gay! to white women who are working with someone on their anti-racism and healing journey, right? 
So I know that one of the things that happens with you guys is you go to this place where you might need to schedule an additional session or you might be really struggling with something and then you have this thought of, oh, I don't want to bother them, right? And I'll figure it out on my own. That is that supremacy thing coming up. You believing that even though you have these in, these things ingrained in the foundation of who you are, that you will somehow in your superiority be able to crawl through the fog and the chaos and all of that stuff to get to clarity without assistance from a black person. Oh, I don't need the black person to help me with this. I, as a white woman, am fully capable of dismantling this white supremacy within myself. Stop it. Stop. No, you need the help. That is why you're working with this person. Does that mean you might need to schedule additional sessions? Yeah. But keep in mind, when we talk about how it is not black women's responsibility to do these things for you and provide these services for free for you, recognize what we're saying is for free. We're expressing that we will do these things, but you will pay us for our labor. We're not providing the labor for free anymore. That's what we're saying. If you are a paying customer, you are a paying client, and you need to schedule an additional session, baby, schedule the additional session. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our bodies are sports. Rally outside NCAA convention. Keep men out. It's not going to change anything. They're going to never going to stop with that. Um, Dim scolding Republicans protecting children from trans medical care backfires. I'm not going to play it because it's the same old shit. Where's the NF? What the fuck is this? I'm sorry for yelling. Oh my god. Seven Texas men filmed themselves gang raping two toddlers in a bathroom in Houston Gallery Mall where Ling Ringleader worked. And where's the FBI? Where are people skull fucking dragging these sick fucks through the street? Yeah. Yep. Not that big a deal. Stop being a racist or a transphobe. Republican-led state legislatures are considering a new round of bills restricting medical care for transgenders and youth, and in some cases, adults. That's a fucking lie. They are not. Another prominent LGBT activist arrested as a child charges, which seems to be a normal thing. And then you guys want to meet the team of Trans Equity Consulting, a receipt of 540000 taxpayer dollars. This is Victoria Van Block, a transgender sex worker skilled in the art of seduction and the first BBW trans porn star. That's great. Here's Al Sharpton. Biden should hype white supremacy fears because it's good politics. There's no doubt here that this is an animating principle for, for Joe Biden. This is why he ran in 2020, what happened in Charlottesville. He talks about that frequently. We know he is connected, that extremism, that hateful rhetoric, and at times violence with what Donald Trump has unearthed for this country, that he has given license to a lot of this anger and racism and the worst of us. And we ha that is connected to 
Trump being a danger to democracy, which we've heard from the president throughout his time in office. And then again, Friday in Valley Forge, you will hear a variation of that today. We should also note South Carolina, this is a political stop because South Carolina is the first Democratic primary with their new calendar. It also is a place where President Biden is going to really try to try to hone his pitch to black voters again, because Polling suggests that they, he, his support there has really slipped. And perhaps one of his top allies is Congressman Jim Clyburn, who, of course, it was his endorsement back in 2020 that kind of opened the door for Biden's nomination. And Clyburn gave an interview over the weekend where he acknowledged he is, quote, very concerned about President Biden's standing with black voters. He went on to say that though he thinks the president has done a good job, quote, my problem is that we have not been able to break through the MAGA wall in order to get to mm. people exactly what this president has done. And I think even Joe Biden's staunchest supporters will acknowledge there's been a real communication breakdown that his team and the president himself have struggled selling his accomplishments. Now, that said, he was clear-eyed and forceful on Friday. And I suspect we will hear the more from the same today, wherever now, because this is a this is a demographic, voters of color, particularly black voters, he simply can't afford to lose. He can't afford not only to lose them, he can't afford a low turnout. And I think that just as he came to South Carolina in the primaries, when he finally got in the race, and they energized his campaign after he did not do well in Iowa and New Hampshire, and Clyburn endorsed him. And There's no doubt that we don't have anything else to run on because we literally only have one platform. Other side bad, we good. We're not going to fix anything for you, change anything. We're just going to say they're bad over and over, and they're racist, and they're sexist, and they're homophobes, and they're transphobes. And the other side is going to say they're all Marxists. They're trying to replace you. Well, sometimes I agree with since the amount of people that he's led over the border is the 13th largest state in our country, which is kind of fucking scary. But anyway, last thing I want to cover and go straight into our TikTok section is trans influencers. Now, are not trans, fat. I don't like saying fat because I've been fat most of my damn life. Obese influencers, saying fat positive, I guess what they call their thing. Long story short, a lot of them have died and people are gloating over it. And I'm not doing that. It's very sad, but they pushed so far. And I watched a segment where a gal, um, days before she died, literally made a video that I regret everything I've done, which is so sad. And then she died because she was so big, she couldn't even walk. I do not think we should judge people on their body size. And I say that because I was a very large man. I lost 150 pounds getting sick because I was an obese fucking walrus. I had a beaver dam of bacon. I was very fat. I was unhealthy. I knew I was unhealthy. So I don't want to bash people for that. But we can't go on this trip where we just say everybody can be whatever size they want. Because that's stupid. That's how people die. So that's why I'm playing it. Then straight into TikTok. Four social media influencers were swept up by the body positivity movement and they were perfectly healthy with obesity. And the tragic truth is that they all have died under the age of 45. Now we wonder why did they die? Everyone asks, they couldn't have died of obesity because apparently the science on that is fake. It's real. My grandmother died of obesity at 59 and I never got to meet her. I almost died of obesity. I used to be 300 pounds, but I liberated myself from the weight. So please don't let people lie to you. 
please don't let people lie to you about your weight. Please look at the science that's been around for thousands of years. I promise you the science for thousands of years is not a lie. It's definitely true. Don't the propaganda lie to you. And please just liberate yourself from the weight. If you need help, join our program. We've got you. We love you. We care about you. Okay, we're going to start this off with a really adorable one. I found this. Um, it, it is the first one that popped up, which I thought was just so precious. Here's a little baby staring at a Christmas tree. Come on. Come on. Come on. That is so fucking precious. Ah. So here's a lot of vulgar ones today. Sorry. Here's one. <laughs> I don't, you know, she seems like a really cute girl, and I just think that's inappropriate. This one's even worse. This is on TikTok, and I didn't, didn't subscribe to this, so I don't know how I got it in my Have feed. Have you ever been caught masturbating? Several times. And by who? Uh, once by... Once again, none of this is age-restricted. And once again, I don't want to be approved, but we have kids all over this shit. And this channel, which I didn't subscribe to, it came up. Um, it was pretty vulgar about having sex. And, you know, that's fine for adults, but I, I don't know what the age thing is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, you know, because they have my age, so maybe when I log on, it's it's there. Here's another rock. I actually like that song a lot. I don't remember what that is. I want to go home, but she's not home. It was a, I want to go home, but she's not home. It's where she lies broken inside. I remember the song. Avril Lavigne, you got to be fucking shitting me. Son of a sea biscuit. Shame on me. Shame on me. On me. I did like Avril Lavigne, though. I love the SNL skits. They were funny. Here's another one. Up with it, girl. Rock with it, girl. Swat them in, girl. Put a bang, bang. Bounce with it, girl. Dance with it, girl. Get with it, girl. Put a bang, bang. Nobody puts fucking baby in a corner on that dirty dancing. Sweet guacamole. I think I grew hair. Randoms today. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> that's funny. That is really funny. Ah! Ah! 
guys take season? That would be a lot of fun. I gotta be quite honest. That would be a blast to screw with people. Another girl trying to get a date on. Okay, I don't know if me being 33 years old and never having a boyfriend make me a green flag or a red flag, but at least my divorce record is clean. Bet most of y'all can't say that. I doubt she's never had a boyfriend. I'm sorry. I'm calling the proverbial bullshit tweet. Bullshit. When someone mentions his name and you have to pretend you haven't been meeting him on the down low for weeks. Oh, you're one of them girls. Snigging around. They were the number one metal band on, um, what the fuck is that app? I don't have it. It's with, um, whatchamacallit's on. It starts on S. Spotify. Um, number one. And their, their, their popularity became so big after their tour, which kind of sucks. Now, the rock chick... You're trying to be a bigger person, and they say you're just like your mother. You're just like your mother, so you're about to show them what your mother would do. I don't understand some of these. I don't know why. There's a lot of these template things that people put up, and and I don't get it. I really don't get it. Here's a young girl showing her boobs. All about the boobs. So ladies, ladies, you want to roll my Mercedes? But I don't understand is she's not showing her butt, she's jiggling her boobs. So if you're gonna play a song, I, I'm just not being picky. I'm not being picky. I'm not a boob guy, so you know not big a deal. But the point is, if you're gonna do a song that's about baby got back, shouldn't you show the butt? Dead ass, the rumple skillskin. I don't know. Could be me. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm old. I know that, but I, I think you should be talking about both. You know, the thing I don't understand about this generation is when I was their age, I was full-time jobbing, man. I had kids. I wasn't doing TikTok dances in the kitchen. It just seems like a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands. And I don't understand what they're doing. But, I mean, I guess when you give kids up to their 30s health insurance. She scares the shit out of me. She is fucking buff as shit. I walk in the gym every time I step in. I think about this girl from TikTok because she came up one time and I followed her and she is so what I used to be. God bless America. She's badass. I forgive you, but it's over. 
I won't put myself in that position again. You tried your best, maybe, but you didn't apologize to me back then. Have you ever apologized? I'm sorry, I can't recall because I went back to therapy and you didn't try to heal at all. I try to be there. I try to be your friend. That's what you said that you wanted, but what you wanted was for us to end. But you didn't say that, so I stuck around. And I've never been to the circus, but you made me a damn clown. Always available, no hard feelings, right? You treat me like shit because you know I won't fight. Not for you, maybe. Not anymore, because sitting in your waiting room sounds like a bore. Feels like a chore, a painful weight I don't want to carry. You don't want to date me, but I'm the girl that you do want to marry. I'm sorry, I'm confused. How does that make any sense? You want to cash in for dollars, but never worked for thoughtful sense. You didn't want me. This is what you chose. And I... A lot of these now where people are reading stuff. I got one that was really good. I actually wrote a message. It really hit me. I was like, what a great poem. She does poem, but a lot of these acting, reading off the screen. I'll give her this one. She doesn't stop. That's very impressive because most of these things, you know, they're they're doing 45 takes. Here's another one. Behind a guy that wants to do everything with you is a guy who always sat by himself, ate by himself, played by himself, walked by himself, vented to himself, cried by himself, and went through it all by himself. I am almost 1,000% sure that is not a true statement because women don't want that guy. They want 87 on the Chiefs. That's what they want, an outspoken guy who believes he's the greatest thing that ever walked on earth. That doesn't change from high school. It goes through all life. Women are attracted to that. So I was a rarity that got a pretty woman being shy. But women don't want that. So and why'd you film it in a Lowe's? I mean, I'm not dogging her, but why are we filming this in a Lowe's? Is she a boy? Maybe that's why I never get help in Lowe's. Rocker chick. Convince romance dead because songs aren't written like this anymore. That was a good song, man. I had hair. They don't make romantic ballads anymore. They really don't. You know, the only ballads being made was by Taylor Swift on Midnight's. But if you think about most ballots, it's not. They don't really have those big, powerful, summer fucking stadium anthems like Journey. Oh, goddamn. Oh, goddamn. Those are good songs. Very good. Yes, ma'am. Oh, thought my wife was coming in. Next one. This one's a gym stuff. Somehow I've been getting a lot of gym ones. I guess I liked one and they started feeding me shit. This girl's a little... I think she's doing she's taking this stuff. Okay, I literally really will up. never be going to anything but a powerlifting or bodybuilding gym ever again in my entire life. Thanks. I understand that I'm buff for a woman and people stare at me. I've kind of gotten over that. Like that's a thing that's gonna happen. I completely get it. I'm a little bit above the average person muscularity wise. But what gets me is every time I go to some sort of public gym, something happens. Something always has to happen, like today. Today, for example. I was looking for a new gym to kind of go back and forth to that was a little bit closer. I was like, all right, whatever, I'll go. Once again, why do we have to stop it all the time? Why do we have to keep stopping? We just keep stopping. 
Well, I guess I just stopped. But you know what I mean. Stop. Press play. Stop. Record. Stop. Record. Public gym. No big deal. I'm a powerlifter. I'll make it work. I get to my face folds. I hook up the machine. I didn't see anybody on it, right? This. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. This guy comes up to me and he's standing there patiently waiting. He looks at me. He takes your butt out so I can see him. And he said, I'm done now, but just so you know, I was on that. And I said, I'm so sorry. Like, I can move. I can do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't matter to me. This motherfucker looks at me. You know what he says? You know, you know what he says back to that? After I apologize, he goes, yeah, just for future reference. In that tone. So in my head, I'm thinking of all the things that I really want to say. But instead, I say, I'm sorry. Um, it's my first day here. I don't really know how things work. That's my bad. And he looks at me. He goes, well, I don't like it when people do that to me just so you know. And I say again, I'm sorry. Would you like me to move? I will move. That's my fault. I own up to it 110%. I didn't see him. He's For the record, as the um, resident old fucker on all these videos, since I'm the only old fucker in the room, if I stopped and made a TikTok video of every time I got shit and cut off, disrespected by some young person who thinks I'm a fucking boomer because they don't have a fucking calendar and realize that if you're in your 50s, you can't be a fucking boomer. They're in their goddamn 80s, you weirdos. It's after World War II. I never do anything else the rest of my life. I would just do video after video after video. I would never get a workout in. I'd start lifting and I'd stop. Ah, ah, I get shit on every time I walk in there because I'm a gray beard old fucker and they're all young people who don't know why I'm even there. Why are you there? You're old. Go die. Just don't get it. But I got a lot of these now. Here, here's another gym rat. She's really hyped. I used to be like this, so I'm not dogging, because this used to be me. Well, not that. Not that ass. That's pretty hardcore if you think about it. This one I thought I laughed at. Like, I just can't on a sunset. You look lonely. I can fix that. They pose in the parking lot to shoot that. I don't understand why. Then a guitar girl, I don't follow her. She just showed up and I guess she did a video game. Wait a minute, was she naked? Oh, she's naked. Okay, you notice I just got excited about this video. <laughs> a typical guide. She's butt fucking naked. Huh. Well, Matt, what up, bro? Bring that to Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, here's another inappropriate one. I'm gonna play it once again. Just, I, I don't, I don't know. They got a filter. Want to? He kind of like ate my pussy, and then he fucked like in the weirdest way, and then he like came. Fuck. And then he What's the weirdest? Way? <laughs> 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 
What's the weirdest way? <laughs> he was, what was he doing when you say he fucked in the weirdest way? Can I like stand up and? and no, no, no. You okay. got to. <laughs> but it was like it was like like probably a good. His angle, his rhythm was off. Two minutes. Okay. And right. it was just yeah, rhythm terrible. Like okay. it was like fast and then slow. Oh, oh, and then okay. Fast, okay. Slow, fast, and then it came. So you. <laughs> so what was your fa- what was your facial expression while this was, was this was going on? Um, I was kind of in shock because he went down to my pussy because this has never happened before. Okay. No one's ever come that fast. Okay. And um, he was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Like, and I was just like, "Wait, why are you sorry?" He and he came in me. I never said he could come in me. Oh shit! So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, why are you? I, I was kind of confused. Like, but he had a condom on. Mm-mm. Oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> you got me all over the place. Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you give him a makeup? Did you give him a makeup? Um, a, a makeup session? Oh hell no! Oh, oh one and done, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, for the record, don't think she's very good. Like, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I never was a minute man, but I'm gonna tell you right now. I bet she's not a good lay. When you talk about other people's sexuality-wise, like that, you're probably not. Rolling, 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 keep rolling, 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 Matt, come on, bro. Hook your old brother up. Bring that girl over for Thanksgiving. These are things girls do before a guy comes over. Uh-oh. Number one, the itinerary. If we know a guy is coming over in the evening, our day starts at the crack of dawn. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but early morning. Because the to-do list of things we have to get done before their arrival is endless. What do those tasks consist of, you ask? Let me walk you through the motions. What absolutely must be prioritized is a morning coffee, just purely to get through the day. So over to the fridge we go to grab our oat milk. Upon opening the fridge, we realize that we in fact did not do a food job and we have survived purely off of soup, soup, noodles and bread this week but hilariously we told the guy that's coming around that we're a great chef and we're gonna cook for him it's me i am girls but luckily on uber eats you can schedule deliveries so whilst i might not be the most prepared i am prepared to order from my local indian my lahore and try and convince him that i in fact did cook it some may say delusional some may say resourceful i say both um, P.S. Write my order in the comments. And then we'll finally get around to doing the laundry that we probably should have done about a week ago. And hoover and change our bed sheets, and that's all before we have to even get ready ourselves. And the self-care routine, that is taking half a day easily. Especially when it comes to the everything shower. Because believe it or not, I am not Edward Scissorhands, and what I'm not trying to do is cut myself down there. But after all that's out the way, all that's left to do is light a few candles, put a cheeky little playlist on, and wait for our Uber Eats delivery to arrive. It's go time. I'll be honest, after smelling this, I've got absolutely zero chance of him believing me. Guys, sorry, look how good this looks. Nah, do you know what? I back myself, I could've cooked that easy. Now all that's left to do is destroy all evidence. Pray for me. No, but for real, if this isn't your sign to go download Uber Eats and check out your local restaurant, I just downloaded a fucking ad. Son of a frickin' bitch. It's a good ad. It got me. I thought it was a real video. Next. Apparently no woman has all five, so let's see. First, 
$40. Well, I have $40, so that's a good thing. Um, second, fuck this shit. Okay, that's funny. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's funny. Here's more sex. Didn't didn't sign up for it. Fuck. Okay. So you can have a small dick or you can have a big dick, but if you don't know how to use it, yeah, it it does feel like a weapon. Mm. For the record, it's not the tool. It's the carpenter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. People like they fuck with their backs. You know what I mean, and not with their hips. And then they're just slamming your cervix, yeah, and it's just yeah, not. Com- they yeah. think because they have a big dick yeah, that, that they're automatically good at sex, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's just not the case. no, not the case not, at, not all. at all. Yeah. Not at all. Wow. <laughs> Need to put a little more hip in it, huh? Right. Find that <laughs> rhythm. You know what I mean? Find that like you know that place with your scene partner mm-hmm. that you know it feels cohesive instead mm-hmm. of you just. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I can. Uh, what sexual acts? Now we're gonna get to the no checklist. What sexual acts and talents have found their way on Gia Page's no checklist? Ooh. You don't have to say their name if you don't want to. If they've already been outcast, then you can say their name. Yeah, I don't really feel comfortable okay, saying fine. names. So but tell me what I they think- did. Okay, so there was this one guy who I had overheard him talking to a director, and he said that he was going down on a girl, and she said, like, don't, you know, don't lick my ass. And he was like, if I'm going down on a girl, I'm definitely licking her ass. I'm like, that's literally just going against somebody cons- somebody's consent. Like, you have to go out. Next. Hello. I do like girls that have tattoos. I gotta admit, my wife was not into tattoos, but I asked her to get some, and she got some, and she looks hot. I like them. I like tattoos. It's my thing. This is the funniest shit I've seen. It's called Planet Cringe. It's on Twitter. I'm not even gonna watch because I laugh so fucking hard I spit out my monster. Bitch, you know I'm sexy. Ugh, don't call, just text me. Bitch, it's slow, can't get on my feet. Stay there because they know I'm the I. I think it's a setup, but why I laugh so hard, that was me in Afghanistan. After a while, you don't take a shower for like 90 days. I'm telling you, you got things going on. It ain't good either. None of them are fucking good. It doesn't matter how good you wipe. It doesn't matter if you don't dribble when you piss. It doesn't matter what you do. You're getting rashy, and you smell so bad that I would always carry... Um, we get magazines and I grab the perfume out of like a fucking cosmopolitan, <laughs> shove that shit in my pocket because I don't want to smell myself, right? It just it was gross. But I would have gold bond and I'd be, I mean, it'd be a cloud. It'd look like a fucking elephant cleaning itself with dust in the fucking Serengeti. And that was my fucking fat ass. So I thought that was funny. That was good. All right, another chick drummer. I don't know how I'm getting these. I guess I. Been downloading some sort of change. He's about to fucking throw down, though. I don't know why these all the different 
if I had it all over to do again, I was a young kid. I love my wife, love her to death. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I would have gone after a musician. I freaking think chicks playing guitars is the sexiest shit in the world. This is a mom. I came across her on Instagram. Um, really funny. She does these videos to embarrass her kids. I love it. It's just one of those days where you don't want to Look at the kids. Everything the kids is just sell it. They make this a nice video that's momming right there that is fucking awesome oh god I wish we had this one out of the day I used to do that shit to my kids all the time I'd always pull up fucking drop them off at school with fucking something blaring out of my 67 Chevy pickup and they'd be embarrassed and I did it on purpose okay these are there's a shitload of these coming in because I'm a depressed motherfucker in therapy I know you don't want me. I'm not stupid. I just stay in case one random Thursday you wake up and change your mind. Jesus Christ, that was me. I was a bitch. I'm still a bitch. What am I talking about? I haven't changed. Fucking old bitch. Why is it that every time I address a problem that bothered me, it beca- I became the problem? Okay. What is this goddamn fucking fortune cookie? What does that even mean? I don't ma- I don't think people actually understand how stressful it is trying to explain what's going on in your head when you can't even understand yourself. Sweet fucking Jesus. That is my fortune cookie. I don't have a fucking clue what's going on in my head. My head's been fucked up for months. Which I'm going to talk about therapy in a second because these fucked me up. This girl's really good. She has some really good poetry. I spent too much time so at the wrong doors. In the wrong houses, kissing the wrong faces, and holding the wrong hands. I spent too much time in places I never intended to visit, and built houses with feeble foundations, knowing they'd never stand. I made sandcastles my homes, knowing the tide was coming, but I stayed there anyway, until the walls caved in around me, and still I grasped the sand beneath my fingertips as the torrents tore me away from it. I made my heart a hotel room and given keys to temporary travelers, hoping one day love would check in and never leave as if love is an accident or coincidence or happenstance and not something that is earned. 
I spent too much time treating This one's not as good. This one, uh, I got teary-eyed. This is actually a really, really good one. We're going to play the whole thing, but this one's really good. I am scared that I am your favorite thing, and I can't remember the way you drink your coffee. Or maybe you're actually a tea person, and I just forgot. And for some reason, you love this version of me that doesn't give the attention to know you. And for some reason, I don't love the version of you that knows me better than I know myself. That hums me like a melody. That studies me like my existence is your favorite timeline in history. That memorizes me like I'm the new alphabet that cherishes me like an heirloom, that adores me, that admires me like I'm on a monument, that treats me like I've won wars for the world, and for some reason, I have won your heart, and I haven't even fought for it. And the truth is, you deserve someone who will. That is so fucking good. That is, that's fucking good. That shit got me. Got me. Little bitty tear here. Just and I suck that shit back in. So that's our TikToks. Yeah, and it wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share with the family and friends. Go to Flyover Politic with a K on SoundCloud, Rumble 482467, at gmail.com for the mental health and health thing. I'm having horrible stomach because I got a new medicine that they gave me for my brain. Very interesting. You go and say you have superior depression, you score 18 out of 20 on depression. And the first thing they do is hand you pills. That's all they want to do is give me pills. So they gave me a pill called Cymbalta. And when I took the Cymbalta, I didn't feel very good. By the fourth day I'd taken Cymbalta, I was fucking back to where I was when my stomach first blew up when I got the COVID complication. So I've indexed, as in military term, for stop fucking taking that shit. It's taken me three days to start coming out of it where I still have symptoms that I hadn't had in a while, like over here it hurts and here it hurts and waking up hurting and hurt. So I have to wait till after Martin Luther King's birthday to have somebody read a fucking email to reissue me something else. And I only took the Cymbalta because I had relatives that take it and they said it worked for them. But I started the counseling and the counseling to me is just not working. I'm about to find somebody else um, every time you go to counseling especially when you're a vet what they want to do is invo- avoid the, the major shit right like any trauma you got in combat or in my case the trauma of living alone in a fucking trailer talking to fucking coyotes for two years and being a raging alcoholic probably probably this core issue of my feeling alone and mental illness that the brain says I suck all the time so they always go for something else the first time I went when I had a major meltdown I think it was 2014 I I just started having a lot of issues the issues was that I was starting to have emotions and cry and fucking get upset about shit and I had a temper and I was just all fucked up so I went and all they want to talk about is mom and dad so by the fourth thing the guy laughs in my face and I fucking leave so I'm crying I didn't know why I was crying. I was just crying. So this one, from the beginning session, and I've had three, all he wants to talk about is my marriage. He doesn't want to talk about the depression. There's something inside me that's making me so depressed and hating myself all the time. You know, it's the course. I've gotten really sick. I'm still sick. 
chronic illness will do it. Lose your job will do it. Being a roommate status with your wife will do it. And I even talked in depth about this making a positive slideshow, watching the positive slideshow, getting a fucking crush on somebody. That's the most stupidest thing I've ever done in my fucking life because I've never had a crush. I got a body count of two, so I didn't, didn't have crushes. High school sweetheart got married. That's my body count. Boom, done. And dealing with it. And they wanted to deal with it with, no, that's great. Keep doing it. It's smart. You're offsetting your pain. So you have these positive dreams, you don't wake up sad, which is true. But then I'm sad because I'm pining for somebody that wouldn't even notice me if I was a rolling piece of lava going down a street. With my eyes like this. Hey, look at me. We never have <clears throat> And all he wants to talk about is my wife and me. Every session starts and I shut it down. I don't want to talk about me and my wife. That's not the problem. The problem's me. I fix me, then I try to get my wife to fix herself because she has depression, but she's a hard-headed Italian that won't go get seen. And then we can have marriage counseling. How about our roommate status? But you can't fix the marriage if you have broken pieces to a marriage, and that's the issue. Which we're in love, we love each other, we give each other kisses and hugs now because I force her to and she holds my hand when I go to sleep because I force her to because I can't have intimacy because she can't. Got it. But it's always that way with these fucking counselors. And I understand you go into things with the background of your life. So if, in his case, I have to hear about his shitty marriage and how he left his wife and got a better marriage because his wife sucked. But now he's pissed off because his wife's now in a marriage. Or getting married. And I'm just staring at him like, are we counseling you or me? So eventually I'm going to go off post. I, I can't <clears throat> yet. I have to go through this process and then they'll, they'll send me. But we keep going in and taking a survey and I keep coming out with 18 to 20 because we're really not talking about ways to not have depression. Problem is I'm doing everything you should be doing. I'm being positive, I'm making a positive slideshow. I watch before I go to bed and when I wake up in the morning, I work out like a fucking idiot all fucking, every fucking day, seven days a week, walking six miles, going to a gym afterwards, lifting weights, not getting super buff because I can't get protein still because my body won't digest protein and it fucking goes crazy unless it's turkey. And protein drinks fuck me. I just had some bison and my stomach feels like I ate lava. It just doesn't process red meat. It's just weird. But COVID wasn't manufactured in a warehouse or in a fucking laboratory. No, you fucking mega motherfucker. Can't eat red meat. What the fuck? That's one of the biggest things that I want you to do is eat red meat. And now I eat red meat and it's just the worst other than lamb. I can eat lamb for some reason. But anyway, so that's where I'm at on that. Some days are good. Some days are bad. Some days I feel like an idiot and I'm embarrassed. Some days I cling to it because it's the only positive thing I have. And some days I'm just numb. And those are the best days when I'm just numb. I don't feel anything. If I have a good day and I'm busy and I keep active like yesterday, I never sat down once. Drove all to Paris, fixed our fucking booth, got our check, came back, built fires, did all sorts of shit. I was busy, busy, busy. It was a good day. Really good day. But days like today where I'm sitting here in front of this computer, ooh, a little depressing. 
So once again, only talking about it because if you're out there and you have the same model like I do, which is you fucking suck all day long in your melon, go get help. Hopefully it'll work. Maybe I'll find a medicine that works. I don't think pills fix everything. I know they ain't fixed my stomach, so they've thrown every goddamn thing in the pharmacy at me. Nortripling kind of works, but it makes me spacey as fuck. It facilitates daydreaming and the stupid crush I have. So it brings it into the daylight, which is bad. So, anywho, that's it. We'll do our next show. Um, I have Dr. Parliament 18th. Let's go 17th. January, Year of Lord, 2024. Tomorrow or the 16th doing uh, 1989 for the album review. And I forgot an album I'm going to bring in, which is 13 Steps. I forgot about that album. That's a great album by A Perfect Circle. In fact, in some cases, it's a better album than Murder Mon. So we're going to cover that too. But I still have... Old man. 1989, Nirvana, and Violator Ready. So I'll probably do two on Monday or Tuesday. I'll do uh, Nevermind in 1989. Two seminal albums in my life. And then we'll hit Violator, because Violator is the love music of me and the missus back when we had hair, were stylish, and had a lot of sex. So it's a great album. A lot of happy memories. As always, thanks for listening. Take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives. <laughs>